Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at Dalvin Cook. Probably won you guys a good amount of titles last year. I don't know. I guess if you didn't have Alvin Kamara scoring six tutties in week 16, maybe not. But either way, one of the most, you know, just consensusly loved real life and fancy running backs, Dalvin Cook does nothing but impress with the ball in his hand. So I want to quickly go through what's made him so good, what we should expect in 2021 and potentially even beyond. So first of all, I want to get something off my chest here. The single worst feature of our offseason fancy football Twitter world that myself and you all love. The worst part is the presence of these injury predictors that act like they know more than doctors more than us, more than you, more than me. They're borderline trolls. I don't know what the hell they know uh, in reality, but it's generally just them hating on a certain player, usually Joe Mixon or Chris Carson, and not really giving that sort of credence to other players with similar quote-unquote issues. So Dalvin Cook is someone that really until the last two years had these constant injury uh, trolls just nagging on him because only played 15 of potential 32 games during his first two seasons in the NFL. Funny thing happens when you play 14 games in back-to-back years, people tend to forget about that. So, man, it's been rough. You look at all the issues, two torn shoulder labrums, a torn ACL, multiple hamstring issues, one sprained shoulder AC joint as well as a strain groin since 2014. Not great. With that said, it's a running back position. We see tons of guys get nicked and bruised. I'm not going to hold it against Dalvin Cook any more than I would someone else because when this guy is healthy and when he's good to go, few running backs have been better in the league. And this is really true as a rusher and a receiver just get the ball in the guy's hands and good things happen and i understand that we have a lot of running backs we can say that about in cook's case it really is easy to make a top five argument since he came into the league in 2017 we've had 115 running backs get at least 100 carries he is third in pff rushing grade fourth in rushing yards sixth in touchdowns six in missed tackles forced on carries tied for 15th on missed tackles forced per carry tied for 15th yards per carry and tied for 18th yards after contact per carry i know i said top five and listed a few stats between 15 and 18th again though that was out of 115 running backs it makes sense since Dalvin has had such a larger volume overall workload than those guys that in the efficiency rates he's just a little bit worse and again people same thing when we look at receiving 36 among 84 running backs with at least 50 targets since 2017 uh, in PFF receiving grade, tied for 19th in yards per reception, number one in yards after the catch per reception, and tied for 13th in yards per outrun. And look, I'm sure I don't need to tell you all when you've watched Calvin Cook on TV over the past few years, just the, uh, this guy's ability with the ball in his hands and just kind of gliding effortlessly across the field. It is special to watch. He has the home run speed, but it's almost laterally. It just shocks me because coming out of Florida State, I get it. Every NFL player is a fantastic athlete, but he wasn't like testing out of this world. And then with the injuries, like maybe I was just, you know, looking too much into it, thinking that Dalvin wasn't this, you know, all world talent out of the backfield as we've seen on the NFL field though, over the course of the last four years, he is certainly every bit of that. So we all get it. Dalvin cook top five, real life and fantasy running back. I guess the question is how great can this Vikings team be in 2021 and beyond? Because I think they've made some pretty solid uh, improvements really across the the entire offense and you can listen to my Kirk Cousins fantasy file for a little bit more specifics on the passing game but just realize Kirk Cousins last year basically I don't know why everyone kind of hates this guy he just can't catch a break I'm not saying they hate him but 
look, he threw for 4,200 yards last year, 35 touchdowns, 13 picks. Like what more do you really want from the guy? The big thing on him was he can't win the big game. He wins the big game with some incredible throws down the stretch in the Superdome against the saints in 2019 loses next week, the 49ers and the same freaking storyline comes up again. So just realize last year, the problem for the Vikings wasn't cousins. It wasn't even their offensive line. I mean, they finished 26th uh, in that it wasn't great. We want them to get better, but this was still the 11th ranked scoring offense. The problem was the defense 29th allowing 29.7 points per game last year is the Vikings, the Titans and the Raiders were the teams with the largest discrepancies in their points per game for versus points per game against. And with the Vikings, I actually think they have a better chance of improving their two main issues, which were the offensive line and that defense. Kind of funny before last year, they asked the head coach, Mike Zimmer, like, what do you think about your defense? You lost pretty much your entire cornerback room. Like, are you going to have a bad defense? Zimmer's response was simple. Never coached a bad defense. I don't plan on starting to this year. He can't quite say that again. With that said, adding guys like Patrick Peterson, getting to Neil Hunter to come back and be on that defensive line. I do think we're going to see this defense, even if they're not going to be, you know, Zimmer's best group ever, at least start to approach uh, mediocrity or average. And if the offense can take the step forward with some of the O line improvements they made, particularly in the interior, I think we could see this group go from 11th to potentially the top five. They're that good. Justin Jefferson year two, Adam Thielen's not going anywhere. Irv Smith, even if we're here and you know, his role is not going to be as big as possible. I just think there's enough playmakers everywhere where defenses are going to have a real hard time again, dealing with this offense as a whole, both in the passing game and the ground. Now, you know, bring this up a lot in our podcast about running backs. Just realize the offensive line, even them being 26 and PFFs overall offensive line ratings from last year, it just didn't matter for Dalvin. He was fine because volume trumps offensive line play in fantasy football. Stat one more time for the people in the back. PFFs top five run blocking offensive lines last year produced four top 24 PPR RBs. The bottom five offensive lines also produced four top 24 RBs. So yes, the bottom ones, we saw guys like Miles Gaskin, Austin Eckler, running backs are going to catch passes. We saw those types of players, you know, kind of overcoming their more subpar situations. That is Dalvin Cook to a T. So last note before we get to our PFF Lily stat is just looking at kind of what is Cook projected for, taking away the fact that he's one of the best real-life talents in the league. Pure volume using our PFF projections and uh, just by taking, you know, a little equation that basically accounts to targets being worth roughly two and a half carries. Again, four point per reception football. It's the game we play. I've, you know, aired out my grievances over the issue. I don't think catching a pass is equal to gaining 10 rushing yards or receiving yards. Alas, it's the game we play. So with that in mind, the only running back with more projected expected, I guess, fantasy points based on their volume coming up this year, Christian McCaffrey. So that does mean Dalvin cook is number two, both in talent, in my opinion, and in just his general ability to soak up fantasy friendly volume. So great stuff there and takes us to our PFF Lily stat, which is since 2017, only Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley have produced more fantasy points per 60 minutes than Dalvin Cook, who's at 19.7 PPR points per game. Just truly an absolute stud, people. So he is my RB2 behind Christian McCaffrey. I think this is pretty consensus across the industry. And if you have the 102 pick in a fantasy draft, I believe you should be going with Dalvin. So after them, Saquon, Derrick Henry, Zeke, I think they are the top five. I wouldn't necessarily disagree uh, with people, you know, putting Saquon ahead of Cook. I don't think they will. There's too much concern about the, uh, injury. Henry is a little bit tougher to get behind just because of his lack of a receiving volume. But Hey, if you're looking at some of those off season videos and just taking some real uh, strong takeaways from that, perhaps you can talk yourself into it after a couple of drinks. Uh, one thing that I also want to talk about is Alexander Madison, who I think some people were 
maybe you're still out on him because he got his chance last year, week six, when Dalvin Cook missed the game. They had their week eight bye coming up. So they decided, you know, Dalvin, forget it. We'll focus on Madison. And he absolutely stunk it up. RB 47 on the week. Just realize, people, this was a game where the Vikings fell behind 23 nothing by the early parts of the third quarter. So Amir Abdullah came in and was p- playing far more pass downs than we would have liked. When we saw week 17 and Dalvin Cook out, Alexander Madison returned an RB4 performance, absolutely showing out against the Lions. So, hey, you know, Lions, not the strongest defense. I get it. But, you know, we, we uh, with the strength of schedule argument, it's another thing like the injury argument that people tend to kind of, you know, you only use uh, just subjectively when they kind of feel like it. So Madison still very much a top three handcuff. I would actually take him probably third behind Latavius and Tony Pollard. Uh, but with that said, again, if Cook misses time, Alexander Madison is going to be a consistent RB1, even if he doesn't have the same, you know, top three consistent ceiling as Cook because Abdullah is still back and will somewhat limit Madison's floor if the Vikings fall behind early and often. I mean, we just, again, have at least that one week 17 game and also a couple times in uh, 2020, or excuse me, 2019, where Cook missed portions of the game. We have enough evidence at this point that the Vikings, while they don't treat Madison exactly like Cook, they do enough to give him 20 touches in neutral game script, and that's all we can ask for out of our fancy running backs, people. Hey, if you uh, you know like what you hear here, I invite you to check out the rest of our podcast network, which covers everything NFL college and fantasy football. You can recap the NFL draft with Mike Renner and Austin Gales, two-for-one drafts podcast, or get all 2021 betting content you need with the PFF forecast. Also invite you to check out PFS 2021 best ball draft kit, tiered rankings to projections, the targetable stacks, the season's favorable matchups, the only resource you'd ever need to wreak havoc across best ball formats all summer long. And of course, if you're going to play best ball, you got to do it over at underdog. Underdog's got everything, including season long and playoff best ball. And you can go to underdog fantasy and deposit $10 using promo code PFF. You get a free PFF edge in your subscription. That's promo code PFF draft now at underdog fantasy. All right, quickly before we get out of here, people, I know we got some YouTubers that watch this podcast and I have a ridiculous mustache right now because I was just trying to shave before this podcast. I guess mustache is probably a strong word. This is like a bad porn stash. I need to diet or something or I don't know. It happened 15 minutes ago. I'm still kind of coming to grips with it myself, but I was trying to shave my freaking beard trimmer died slash broke halfway through and it was going to hurt to kind of do it. So cut everything off, decided to leave the mustache on because I remember my girlfriend telling me that she never wanted to see me in a mustache. So I think I look ridiculous, but I'll take that humor for both her and really more so the Twitter trolls. Cause every time I have a take that goes out on Twitter, it might be a video, it might be this podcast. I have no idea if I actually say something smart that people agree with. The next thing comes to attacking my, uh, usually whatever I'm wearing or what my face looks like or whatever. So it's okay. I can deal with the worst part of my job being people. I'll never meet, you know, making fun of how I look. I I've dealt with the people, but you know what? I'm get back at them. Maybe I'll start wearing a funky hat, doing more mustache things. We will see, but for now the mustache woes continue. So we'll see what happens with the facial hair. But in the meantime, you can continue to come back to PFF fantasy football podcast, new fantasy files, every single day throughout the summer corresponding articles at pff.com my 100 questions in 100 days series so thank you as always for tuning in until next time take care everybody 